and non-vendors alike. Welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And we're really excited about the topic for this week's episode because it touches on something that comes up quite a bit in discussions we have about the Avatarverse with fans and friends, including some really amazing conversations we've had with people uh, all over the world in Comic-Cons. Yes, indeed. Yes. And I would say it's probably not so surprising to anyone that a lot of the time, the conversation that we're sort of angling towards here, um, it often springs off of people's love of Toph, who is, of course, in her own words, the greatest earthbender in the world and who is also, of course, blind. So to go a little deeper into something we've already talked about a bit on Braving the Elements in past episodes, we want to bring up some very special guests to further explore the representation of disability in the Avatarverse. Yes, today we are thrilled to be joined by Jimmy Clare, a motivational speaker, autism advocate, author, and founder of Crazy Fitness Guy, and Rue Jones, a disability advocate and content creator who we both had the pleasure of meeting in London Yes, so please join us in welcoming today's fantastic guests, Jimmy and Rue. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. And Rue, what time is it where you are right now? Um, So it is quarter past 10. Okay. So it's not too late, but it's definitely past my usual Uh bedtime because I'm a a bit of an old lady. And can I just start like the conversation? You know, I just said disability or other ability. Is there one preference as we move forward in the conversation? Jimmy, what do you think? Yeah, Jimmy, I was going to see what Jimmy thinks, because I'm sort of a strong advocate for disability, just because I know from my experience, that's what I prefer. And a lot of other disabled people that I interact with do. But obviously, that's from like a UK perspective. And I don't know what it's like with, yeah. Right. In the States. What about you, Jimmy? I always refer to it as like another uh, other ability or or unique perspective. Mm, Okay. Two different perspectives on it. Yes, indeed. Now, you've both let us know that, of course, you're comfortable talking about your own individual experiences and diagnoses. So um, let's start with you, Rue, if you'd like to give us a little more context. Sure. So I have a connective tissue disorder called um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a real mouthful, if I'm honest, and even harder to spell. But I was diagnosed in 2012. Yeah, that's been 10 years now. And I didn't sort of start doing any sort of like activism or anything until I joined social like I I made a specific disability social media account in 2016 when I first went to uni Um, and I just thought well you know it's really challenging being a student that uses a wheelchair or needs certain accommodations and things like that like the reality is is that it's tough so I'm going to talk about that online and maybe people will relate so um, I shared those experiences and people seem to really resonate with it Um, so since then I think that's about six years now I've just been talking more online and growing a platform and sharing my experiences and amplifying other people's experiences and yeah um, I absolutely love it that's beautiful fantastic and Jimmy what about you so uh, I was born on on the autism spectrum and I was born autistic I was diagnosed in I like to say third grade my mom always says uh, it was fourth grade but I have a better memory than she does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Yeah, exactly. And I got into advocacy because I didn't feel like I was being heard in my school district. 
say a handful of people treated me like I was an outsider, like I was some kind of diseased alien or something. Mm. And that just got me thinking is like, well, autism is not a disease. You can't catch it. You can't catch it like the flu. And it's something you're born with. And I got tired of that. And after going through so many years of bullying, I decided to, I started speaking up more and more for myself. And that's how I got started. Sure. Okay. I was always thinking the things that others may think that is what, what makes you, you know, different or may be a negative in their mind is actually the thing that, that when they lock into the right thing and, and unlock that as as it appears you both have and has empowered you to become these advocates and and spread this love and communication and uh and i always think about that yeah that's one of my favorite things about i think really great world building and great fiction is that we all have different experiences but sometimes we find this commonality in this idea of feeling outside of something and at varying levels that's something that many of us have experienced. And so, you know, I think that's why something like Avatar does really resonate in that way and helps us feel seen in a way that that really means a lot to me. But this isn't about us. This is about you guys. Exactly. Um, are there like misconceptions that you feel like you guys both come across, like sort of being advocates, not just for yourselves, but for others where people are like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, oh, I would have thought X, Y, Z. And you get to be the person to say, like, actually, this. Like, does that ring a bell for, for either of you? Rue, I see you uh, definitely nodding. That uh, that hits home for you? Yeah, massively. And I think that's what I've sort of found that a lot of my content, like, revolves around. Because a lot of the time when you picture a wheelchair user, you don't necessarily picture someone that is fashionable that is into makeup that is young and in actual fact there are so many wheelchair users that are all of these things um and just because you might like have a perception of disability doesn't mean that's what it actually looks like um so I like to sort of challenge that um quite a lot um and I do get a lot of oh you're too young to be in a wheelchair and I'm like well Wow, I am in one, so <laughs> I don't really know what to say to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think the other thing is that um, not everyone that uses a wheelchair is paralysed, and a lot of people don't realise that. So, like, I can take a few steps around my house, for example, um, but I can't walk long distances because of things like dislocations and incredible pain and fatigue so um and I get that to this day I mean like in the past week I've had comments like oh you moved your leg in a video um so I think that's another thing that I like to challenge as well is that not every wheelchair user is paralyzed a lot of them are but not all of them so yeah there you go Jimmy what about you yeah, I've seen a lot of people say, well, you don't look autistic. And I was like, autism doesn't have a look. When I was growing up, it was just new to everyone. Well, we we started talking about it a little bit just a moment ago. But actually, do you want to kind of get into their really, everybody's relationship with the Avatarverse? Yeah. How did you guys discover Avatar? Like where? Like how old were you guys? Did you guys come to recently during this last boom during the pandemic? Or did you guys discover it when you were... The, when it first came out, when you were younger. Let's start with Jimmy. So uh, I discovered it when I was at a friend's house, and his brother was watching it. And at first I was like, 
what is the show about? And, and at first I was like, hmm, this looks kind of weird and strange. But then I started getting into it because, like, I'm going to go buy the first DVD. And, gee, I just made myself look ancient, but... Uh, <laughs> Hardly. So you get Hardly. back in the day. So you're talking, we're talking back in the day, Jimmy. Exactly. And so I got the, the first DVD. I think I binge-watched the whole thing and because uh, when I was getting bullied, it was like, it basically was my escape from reality, and I just binge-watched the whole thing. And I, I was so glad to see Captain Zhao to go bye-bye. Oh, Zhao. Zhao! Great adversary, Zhao. Yeah, but... You keep bringing him back into your world, Jimmy, because you keep watching Avatar The Last Airbender. How many times do you think you've watched the series at this point? Avatar The Last Airbender, hit us. Uh, a total of 111 times. And no! I'm currently Goodness. watching it for 112. Where are you right How now? How well do you know all these lines, I know. Jimmy? <laughs> so cool. Uh, I probably don't know word for word, but if you ask me from like pretty much any of the episodes, I could tell you from start to finish what happened in the whole episode. Oh, that wow. is awesome. Our own Avatar so, wiki. Me and the rest of the gang have been swimming around the house for That's a while. That's right. Zuko's been around in Jimmy's world. <laughs> uh, love that. Rue, no one is expecting you to have to top 112 or even 111 times, but we'd love to hear from you how you found the Avatarverse. I feel like I'm not far off that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Aha! Love it! I remember watching it when it was coming out um, on Nickelodeon. I watched it sort of like off and I don't really remember watching like the finale. So I don't think I was like as invested as like, I mean, I was a teenage girl. So there were a lot of other things that were on my mind. And then when it came back onto Netflix, I was like, do you know what? I remember this. This feels nostalgic. I'm going to watch it again. And then I watched the whole thing like in one sitting. And I've literally just not stopped watching it again since. Like I literally watch it to go to sleep. So it's like ultimate, ultimate comfort show. (laughs) I definitely feel that. It's so wonderful to have not that anybody needs a reason, but it's been so, so lovely to have a reason to you know, do these deep dives and really, really get into it. Um, and I would love to hear from you, too. You know, Jimmy, you talked about it a little bit in terms of just sort of feeling on the outside of stuff. And I'm so sorry uh, that you've had to deal with bullying. I, too, was bullied. And, um, you know, I it's it's one of those weird things where I don't wish it on anyone, yet I wouldn't change what happened for me because I feel... Like, I, I was lucky in that I feel like it made me more empathetic and it made me feel more connected to people in the long run. But boy, that doesn't change it from being really sucky when it's happening. So I'm so glad that the Avatarverse was there for you, like it's been for so many of us, to, you know, help you hopefully feel seen and to feel like there's something beyond this moment that I'm feeling this way about these very specific people. Is that a, a fair characterization uh, of it for you? Did you feel seen by the by the show? Does that make sense? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It was just all comforting, especially uh, Uncle Iroh, who just has all the wisdom. And I also... Like the humorous lines in there, especially when he always says, uh, the water bending squirrel, where uh, Uncle Ira lost the uh, lotus tile. And he's like, I like it when and like, I'm so glad I have an understanding nephew. And then Zuko just like just blows fire a little bit. And it's yeah. like, oh, I'm not, not very, 
<laughs> He's not very understanding at all. He has some issues. He has some issues, Zuko, sometimes. <laughs> no offense, Dante. I know. You just have to take a big detour, Jimmy, for that lotus tile. The whole way? Uh, all the way over there, Uncle? That's right. Uh, that, that's, that's probably right. be me. I would take a probably huge big detour. <laughs> <laughs> Rue, do you have conversations with people about characters like Toph? Because one of the things I love about the show is that everybody is coming from this different place and everybody in some way has gone through something difficult in, in my mind. You know, there's you, it's not like Sokka and Katar are like, woohoo, like nothing bad's ever happened to us or we've never been challenged by anything. And, you know, likewise, Aang, obviously we all know Zuko's got some issues. He had a lot to get through as a young person as a he continues of, to become an adult. A lot of trauma and abuse. A yes. lot of trauma and abuse. And then we see someone like Toph who has this very physical representation in some ways of being different or being othered. Um, is that something that comes into conversation for you when you're talking to people about the Avatarverse? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why it resonates so much with the disability communities because there is so much representation within it. I mean, straight away from book one, you've got Teo who is in like basically a wheelchair but their own version of it um and i remember i basically convinced my friend who hadn't seen it um and i said to them look you love anime you love all of this kind of stuff like i know you will love it and they literally binge watched it like in one go um and straight away they were like i love teo i love toff like it's just amazing to see because they're also disabled and it's just so lovely to see these kinds of characters and i think also like i've got friends who are not disabled who've watched it and been like it's really lovely to see sort of experiences similar to what you've gone through being represented accurately because i think we don't always get the most accurate representation of disability and that's why I mean like both myself and Jimmy were saying earlier a lot of people have a preconceived like perception of what disability looks like whereas in this show it feels so much more accurate to real life I mean like my bits are when Toph is oh hey look there it is and she's like that's what it'll sound like when one of you finds it because I can't actually see and it's just that humor (laughs) that just like absolutely cracks me up every time um so yeah I think it just resonates with a lot of the community love that well we definitely have uh some questions that you know we love to ask everyone who does a podcast um Maybe we will get those in because then we want to drill down even deeper into some more uh, intensive questions about the show. But let's start out with um, a couple of our all-time favorites, and then we'll know what kind of bender we're dealing with as we continue to explore the Avatarverse together. Let's Um, get to it. Rude, do you have a favorite hybrid animal or a couple that you especially love? Um, I love me a turtle duck. They are freaking adorable. Um. But then I also love, yeah, but I also love the fire ferret, Pabu. Like, he's so cute and he kind of reminds me of my cat a little bit. So I love that. Oh, sure. (laughs) Oh, we love our Pabu. Jimmy, what about you? Favorite hybrid animals? Uh, I just say Appa. Mm -hmm. Yes. The goat. (laughs) The greatest of all time. I know. Sweet, sweet Appa. Yet fierce, fierce Appa. He's not just one thing. He's everything. Yeah. Fabulous. Now, let's get into uh, one of my favorite parts is uh, the shipping department of uh, the Avatarverse. 
Uh, let's start with you, Jimmy. Do you have any favorite ships, relationships in the Avatarverse? I'd say Aang uh, and Katara. Shout out to Katang. Katang, shout out. It's a out classic, to Jimmy. Okay, that's nice. Rue? Uh, I'm going to be coming from the other side, but I am diehard Zutara shipper, like massive. Zutara forever. <laughs> um, I also love Tai Zula. Oh, Tai Zula. Oh, Tai Zula. I could eat some so Tai Zula. Okay. Yes. I just love yes. the Fire Nation siblings, and they just great. both deserve all the love. Yes. Well, you have red hair. You're looking very Fire Nation yourself. So. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy, are you? Were you scared to say that? Did you know that Dante is hardcore uh, Zutara? Yeah, I, I, I knew everyone that. knows that. I, I, I listen to you guys uh, like pretty much every single week. <laughs> I respect Katang. Yeah. I respect Katang. <laughs> got to. That's canon. I got baby. to. Absolutely. We're getting into some heavy Katang moments coming up soon in Very the podcast true. and in the show as we, as we wind down book two. So. We're going Very heavy into Katangland for Shadow Report, for Shadow Report. Uh, what kind, here it is, of vendor would each of you be? Jimmy, what about you? I probably had to say Fire Nation because... Fire Whoa! Nation's in the house, Jimmy. Redemption from the Katang Here comes shipper. Jimmy with the hotness, Fire Nation <laughs> in the house. But the reason I have to say Fire Nation is because I've been through a lot of struggle. I had to pretty much work for yeah. everything. I had to prove some people wrong. It's made you who you are, Jimmy. Exactly. I feel like we have two Zukos all of a sudden. Uh-oh. Double Zukos! Could be! Okay, Rue. What nation, tribe, nomad, who are you representing? Okay, I'm sorry to disappoint, Dante, but I am um, a strong waterbender. Water tribe. I knew it! So... Yeah, I'm good definitely people out there in the water tribe. Water tribe. Good, good <laughs> folks out there. Yeah. Shout out to the water tribe. I do think of feisty waterbender. Oh, feisty for sure. Waterbender. And they're oh. out there. Plenty of those. I mean, Cora. Cora. Katara's pretty feisty. Hello. Yeah, she is. Katara's super she, she feisty. So feisty. Cora takes it to another level. Yeah. From yeah. birth. I thought so funny, Rue, because I like I remember you being Ty Lee, and I remember we talked a bunch at Comic Con. But I still don't feel like we talked about, yeah, yeah, you were cosplaying Tylee. And I still don't feel like we necessarily cover what kind of vendor you would be. But I knew you were going to say water. Yeah, I feel like I give off strong water vendor energy. (laughs) In the best way, in the best way. Very interesting. Water vendor with red hair. Uh Uh-huh. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Just like to keep everyone on their toes. It's fine. Yes. Okay. That's a feisty part. All right. So we have some more questions, huh, Varney? Yes, indeed. Let's move to the next round, so to speak. This is not a game show. Next round of questions. So we have asked each of you to pick your two favorite episodes from book two. So, Jimmy, your first pick of your favorite episodes of book two. Well, it's definitely have to be the cave of two lovers. Oh, Oh, yeah. Bravo. This isn't the exit. No. It's a tomb. It must be the two lovers from the legend. That dude's buried here. These pictures tell their story. The woman's name was Oma, and the man's name was Shu. The great city was named Omashu as a monument to their love. Great, 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 great episode. Let's go to Rue's first pick. Um, I've been thinking about this all day, um, but I'm going to say my top one is probably The Chase. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Great episode. By the way, feisty Katara in that one. Very yeah. tired, very feisty. Yeah. But I, I think I also just love um, Toph and Iroh's interaction in that episode. Um, I think for me, like, that yeah. just, oh, that is just one of my highlights of, like, the whole of book two, I think. I know what you're thinking. I look like I can't handle being by myself. I wasn't thinking that. You wouldn't even let me pour my own cup of tea. I poured your tea because I wanted to, and for no other reason. People see me and think I'm weak. They want to take care of me, but I can take care of myself by myself. You sound like my nephew. So good. Wait, why did you pick um, uh, Cave of Two Lovers, Jimmy? Do you have a specific, I mean, other than that it's a fantastic episode, what speaks to you about that episode? Uh, I love the humor of uh, the traveling nomads and just the song. And also, I always laugh at the end of it. Nobody react to what I'm about to tell you. I think that kid might be the Avatar. He just points his sock. Yes. <laughs> I was like, he's yes. from this. Yes. <laughs> Standing close to him. He's, he's real close to the avatar. Also, strong Katang vibes in mm. Cave of Two Lovers. Just saying. Oh, yeah. uh, perfect. Okay, well, let's get your second picks, right, D? Yes. And so, Rue, what's your second favorite episode or one of your top two episodes from book two? I was struggling with this one, but I think I will probably go with Better Work purely because... I love the way Toph is represented in that. Like, she is powerful. She is not something to be pitied. She is not this sort of like, like, vulnerable, disabled person. She's like, no, I'm hardcore. She's almost too hardcore. She is. No, I feeling her during that episode. Not feeling. But she she got through to him in the end. Enough! I want my staff back. Do it now. What? Earthbend, Twinkletoes. You just stood your ground against a crazy beast. And even more impressive, you stood your ground against me. You've got the stuff. But do it! She's a tough teacher. I mean, I love the reminder that Toph represents for earthbending, but also for, like, how we choose to handle our own challenges or conflicts. This idea of, like, Mm -hmm. you can't always just sort of blow it away or avoid it. Sometimes you have to meet it head on, which is like such a Mm. that was such a meaningful takeaway for me for that episode, too. Jimmy, I see you nodding. It sounds like you might feel the same way. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, what's your second favorite? What's another one of your two top picks from book two episodes? Uh, The Crossroads of Destiny. (sighs) Oh, right there. The very end. Epic. What do you love about that episode? Well, I, I like all the fight scenes, especially because they were just like totally outnumbered. And I also liked, yeah, Von Gogh, Iroh giving uh, Zuko like the talk. And I guess this is a destiny that's been put on you, or are you going to choose your own destiny? You are not the man you used to be, Zuko. You are stronger and wiser and freer than you have ever been. And now you have come to the crossroads of your destiny. It's time for you to choose. It's time for you to choose good. It kind of reminded me of what I was feeling like when I was 
deciding whether or not I should stand up to the bullies or not. And I finally decided I'm going to do it, no matter what the consequences was. Let's go, Jim. I got them off my back in 11th grade, and I never heard from them ever since. There you go. It's that Fire Nation energy. You're definitely Fire Nation. You're definitely Fire Nation, Jimmy. That's right. Honor for that. Straight up. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> hey. I mean, there comes a time where you have to stand up for yourself. We gotta have both. You gotta have both. And the yin and the yang. We have the light and the dark. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we also would love to know from you, uh, we got some questions about characters in book two. Would love to hear, for example, uh, we'll start with you, Rue, for this one. What character would you like to cook a meal with? Ooh, okay. Um, I would probably go with Zuko because I feel like he'd be a good cook. <laughs> he can't make great tea. I like what I'm hearing. He learned to make some good tea. Yeah, so. to be and fair, he's a he, firebender. Did, he did learn. Firebenders. And I like spicy food, so it'll be fun. Spicy foods, firebenders obviously are natural cooks. We bring the heat, Jimmy. Yes. So I think we're natural cooks. That's good. Good answer. I will say also, I love anything mm. that's been smoked or charred. So there you I, go. Like someone else's overcooked is my perfect. So I definitely would want to have a meal with a firebender for sure. Jimmy, what about you? What character would you like to cook a meal with? Hmm. Probably uh, Zuko as well because good cook and uh, I can see. The water tribe because of the seal prunes and everything. I was like, nah. Nah. Yeah, no, 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 I gotta no. agree with that. It looks like Zuko's opening a restaurant soon. Zuko is opening a restaurant right <laughs> next to Uncle Zuko's Tito. restaurant. It's gonna be she great. Zuko. It's gonna be good, Chef Zuko. I love it. Okay, so let's start with Jamie on this question. Which character would you want to be on a TV sitcom with? Who's a good actor? <laughs> that would be hard. Uh... I'd probably say Zuko again, only because uh, probably me and him would probably argue a lot <laughs> because we okay. both may come from the same personalities. <laughs> I like that. Everybody loves the butting of heads in a good sitcom. Got to have that tension, even in a comedy. I love it. What about you, Rue? What character are you going to be on a TV sitcom with? Okay, hear me out, but I just think that <laughs> me and Toph would make the funniest sitcom because one of my favorite things that the writers did with Toph is that um, she uses her disability to her advantage. So like when they're in Barsing say, and they're going into the party, they're trying to get into the party and she's like, oh, I'm blind and this is my helper, Katara. Yes. And they use that to their advantage to try and get in. And it's also things like... Um, when she says that Momo is her seeing eye lemur. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't know. It's just all of those <gasps> yes. kinds of things. And because people are scared to challenge it, she gets away with it. Yes. And I just feel like the two of us would be absolute menaces in the best way. It's <laughs> a great choice. I want to watch both these shows. I'm not going to lie. I think we need to put the two Zukos in an apartment across the hall from our Toph <laughs> and our Rue. And we are going to have an amazing time. Oh, by the way, Hmm. A lot of good cooking happening. A lot of good yes, cooking happening. Good cooking. So I'm very excited. There. Very excited. I just was going to say, Tafa also did that during the Serpent's Pass. She said to the ladies, like, yeah, this is my uh, CNI lemur. And the three behind me are my yep. three imbeciles on the, in the back. I was like, thanks. That's appreciated. And like, you just insulted Aang. And totally. <laughs> She's not shy with throwing everybody under the bus. And I appreciate that. No. I appreciate that about her. Okay, what about going 
on a long trip somewhere. Possibly a life-changing adventure. Who do you want to have as your buddy that you're going on this trip? Could be a life-changing adventure. Let's start with you, Jimmy. Who would you love to go on a long trip with from Avatar? Mm, I would say Katara. Love. Who wouldn't? Exactly. Who wouldn't want to go on a long trip with Katara? Who wouldn't want to I go? That's a really good choice. And the reason why is because you can't always be butting heads with someone because it just kind of energy draining after yep. after a while. Yeah, totally, totally. I love that choice because she's fun and she's not afraid to like take chances and do things and try new things. But she's also practical and like thinks through stuff. So I think that's a kind of a brilliant she could protect choice. You if something goes down. She got that whip together. She got that water whip going. So she got that water whip. Also, Rue, what about you? Uh, who would you love to go on a long trip with? Um. I want to say um, Sokka and Suki because, one, I just feel like it would be hilarious. Um, yes. They would both be so much fun. Love. But I also feel like, because I was thinking about this from the perspective of going on a trip, and if you have any sort of access needs or anything like that, it's really difficult and can be really challenging when you're going away somewhere. Mm. And I just thought, like, who would be better to help with that sort of thing than Suki? And who better to laugh about them afterwards? Soccer. Kyoshi War is always very helpful. I love it. It's true. You may be third willing a little bit at some of these, you know, if you got to go see some romantic places, you may be third willing it just a little bit. Rude, uh-huh, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I feel like it might be soccer that's third wheeling. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> awesome. So, Jimmy, what character would you like to uh, play a game night with? I would say tough because depending on what game, she could use, uh, use her abilities to see uh, what the answers are. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Like the whole, I can tell if someone's lying, for example. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, no. And she can tell if you're lying. That's, I uh, know. Brilliant. She can, she can, oh, my gosh. She can get lying. the poker. Like, if you're playing poker, she'd be like, oh, they're excited. They have a really good hand. I can tell. Oh, this is true. That is a brilliant idea. What about you, Rue? What character would you play a game night with, Rue? Um, probably Tylee because she would just be so much fun. And I just, I love her character <laughs> so much. And, um, so one of the main things about my disability is that I'm very stretchy and I'm very bendy. So that's why I like get a few dislocations and stuff because I can bend and stuff. So I've always loved Tylee's character wow. so much because she's obviously like an acrobat yes. and a gymnast. And that's why I yes. like wanted to exactly. cosplay her so badly because I was like, do you know what? That fits very well. So, um, but I also... Twister with Tylee. Yeah, Twister with Tylee. We would literally beat any other team, hands down. I like it. I love it. I love it. Oh. Uh, And then finally, who would you like to have comfort you when you're feeling down? Rue, let's start with you. It's the obvious choice, but definitely Katara. Oh, see, obvious choice. Interesting. I could think of a couple of other quote unquote obvious choices. So there may be, mm, uh, we may have an embarrassment of riches on the people that make you feel better. But she's when a good choice. Though. I like her. Oh, she's I like a wonderful choice. Wonderful choice. Also, such a great motivator. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, she's so like warm and kind, but also I just feel like with the right amount of will nudge you along if needed as well. Yes. Gotta love that tough love. Jimmy, what about you? Who do you want to comfort you when you're down? I say Katara as well. Nice! Katara for the win. Great Mm. choices. 
I mean, a lot of guitar love, and, and, and deservedly so. Guitar. I know, we're getting a lot of guitar love today, and I love it. I was ready for someone to say Iroh. I was ready for someone to say Appa. I was rolling for Iroh. Iroh, for sure. Katara, brilliant. No voice. Zula comfort out there? No Zula comfort, you two? <laughs> no, she's not very comforting at all. She just no. kind of warmed me up with that, that blue lightning. <laughs> a little like, comfort lightning. I that lightning is cold. I think that's the question of the ages. We know the blue fire still got to be hot, but is the lightning ice cold in that electric kind of electricity way? All right, we got one final question for you. D, hit us. Let's go. So what town, city, or wilderness area would you like to visit from book two? So where in the Avatar world would you like to visit? Let's start with Jimmy. Well, I would say I would like to visit the one that was in Avatar Day. And because the guy... Who like ran the town? He was a little nuts in the head, and he's like, "It's just us." And was, I liked it at the end where Aang's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want my help? I'm supposed to be boiled in oil." Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so saucy. Mm-hmm. I love they it. went ahead and uh, put that on hiatus. Yeah, and that isn't that James Hong? Isn't that uh, like who we just love and adore from so many things, including everything, everywhere all at once? I think it is. I think you're correct. Yeah, much love to the man. Uh, Rue, what about you? Um, mine's actually in the same episode as that. Um, it's wow. more in book one, but it's Kyoshi Island. Yes, um, there it is. I yeah. just want to learn Kiyoshi. to fight with the Kyoshi warriors yes. and wear all of the Shout out to the Kyoshi warriors. And, I know. Yeah, that's... big time. And Zuko almost tried to burn it down. Oh, hey. Zuko. We don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk <laughs> we about that. It happened. Things happen. Things oh, happen. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, tell us where we can find you. I mean, I'm staring at crazyfitnessguy.com right now, so I know we can tell people to head that way. Anything else, anywhere else? That's the best place. I have all my information there, my podcast, my live stream. Uh, Yeah, I'm a jack of all trades. Love to hear it. All respect. Rue, what about you? So I am on all of my social media platforms at Roll With Rue. So that's Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, and Instagram. Um, I stream twice a week and I make lots of disability content. So I would love to see you there. Beautiful. You guys, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you guys with so much us. for joining us. What a great conversation. This was so much fun. Thank you for bringing your perspectives and your kindness and your compassion and your humor. This was awesome. We love talking to you. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Avatar Braving the Elements. And hey, make sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a review. All of that really helps the podcast so much. And we love you guys. Next week, we're recapping the Earth King with our own Grey Delisle. How apt, since she did lead the coup and all. You can follow me on social media at the JV Club on Instagram and at Janet Varney on Twitter. And I'm at Dante Bosco on both of those. We'll see you next Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>